Eagles do it again in walk-off fashion. My favorite play, the QB draw. <laughs> Perfectly executed. A walk-off win against Buffalo. And they're 3-0 and now in the meat of this schedule that everyone thought would be so difficult, including me. And they, they continue to find ways to win. They continue to respond. They continue to come up with big plays. And I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything from anything like it from an Eagles team in my lifetime. I think I'm always so used to the opposite happening. Losing when you play better teams. Coming up small. And this is this is the team that Howie built. This is the culture that, that he's built. A bunch of guys that expect to win week in and week out. And it's amazing seeing that translate to NFL games. There was a an, uh, an interview I saw with Jalen Hurts from uh, right after he got drafted, asking him how many games he lost in college, and he said something like four. And the reporter said, "Well, you know that can't that's not going to happen in the NFL, right? How are you going to handle that?" And he said, "We'll see." And I think at the time everybody would have agreed you don't you don't not lose in the NFL. Everybody loses. You might have a good year where you lose a couple games, but then the next year you'll come back to life and then you throw, you know, every now and then you could throw that year in there where where you get hot, but for two straight seasons to start 10 and 1 with him as the starting quarterback Not counting his first year as a starting quarterback where they made the playoffs, they were okay. Forget their record. Ten and seven, maybe. But to start ten and one, go to the Super Bowl, lose, and then come back and go ten and one. I think the only team that that has ever started ten and one two years in a row is Peyton Manning, if that's correct. Oh five, oh six. They won the Super Bowl in 06 against the Bears. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and it's, it's, it's special when you have a guy that can look so bad, but then when he gets the ball late, you know you have a chance. I mean, I felt really good on that drive. I felt really good on the drive before the Jake's field goal kick. He just looked like he got in his zone in the second half. He's a, he looks like he elevates his game as the drives get bigger. And if Kelsey doesn't have two false starts, who knows what happens that drive. He was moving. Kind of got stalled with the two penalties. And it's just, it's just, um, it's unlike anything I saw, have seen in the NFL. Usually you look at need, you look at the spot, right? Like, that was a big game for the Eagles, but that was a huge game for Buffalo. Huge. And I think Vegas knew it. Vegas makes the line three. I mean, Buffalo's six and five. They're one and three on the road, I think. Eagles are 10 and one, undefeated at home. They're a three point favorite. And they, the Eagles, they, it's, it's never pretty. It's never like a blowout. Every game seems to be interesting. 
but they find ways, and that is a sign of a team that has a lot of character. That's a sign of a team you want in the postseason. There's a lot of things they have to fix, I think. Luckily, they are benefiting from a really bad NFL. I mean, it is as bad as I've seen it. There's, there are, if you turn on 1 o'clock games, 90% of those games a lot of times are unwatchable. I think this week, Jacksonville and Houston was the only 1 o'clock game that I had any interest in or could really handle watching. And not that that not that those teams are great, if you look at historically throughout the NFL. But for this year, that's a watchable game. There, there's only a handful of games that are really entertaining, if that on Sunday. And so the Eagles are are one of a handful of teams that are in that mix. But there's no question that this this five or six game stretch on their schedule. Everybody had it marked from day one. I don't think it's looked any easier when we got here. And they're 3-0. and And they have three left before they get to the Giants and Cardinals. San Francisco, Dallas, and let's throw in Seattle because it's at Seattle, even though I don't think Seattle's that good, but they could win a home game. And you're 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 in a fight for for the one seed. We've talked about how important it is. And so these next two weeks are huge. They control their own destiny. They win these games. They are the one seed, no doubt about it. If they don't, then they're probably going to need a little bit of help, or at least it's going to be a lot more difficult. But this is a this is an unbelievable team, man. I mean, watching what Jason Kelsey does at his age, never misses games, pouring rain, cold, windy, to watch that guy get down the line and put the block on that he put on for the game winning touchdown. But it's not just that. It's drive after drive, getting to the second level. Making the, making blocks against linebackers, picking up blitzes. I mean, he does so much. We miss Lane Johnson, but I'll be honest, Driscoll, other than that first drive, I thought he was okay. I thought he was pretty good. He wasn't terrible. I thought he got better as the game went on, especially as the game plan shifted. Devontae Smith, Swift. I guess, I guess the, the one thing that you have to ask yourself is, why are they starting so slow? I mean, they look like a total... The last two weeks, they've looked like a totally different team from the first half to the second half. And I mean totally different. I mean, first half, they look like they don't... That they're one of the bottom offenses in the league to they're the best offense in the league in the second half. I don't... I don't know why that is. And I don't know if it's... Brian Johnson and Sirianni are making incredible adjustments at halftime and credit them. Or they're just coming out with such a poor game plan in the first half that they aren't able to get first downs and move the ball. It's maybe a little bit of both, but something is going to have to change. You're not going to be able to continue to get down 10 or more 
which they've been making a habit of here in the, in the next two games specifically, but as you get into the postseason. So they got to clean some of that up the way they start. But it's unbelievable to be 10 and 1, to win the last two games the way they did. I mean, I remember watching, I guess it was two years ago now, the playoff game, Kansas City Buffalo. Remember the shootout? They go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Kansas City wins it at the end. And I remember thinking, because that's the year we lost to Tampa in the first round. And I remember thinking, and I remember conversations like, yeah. To see those two quarterbacks go at it like that, we have a long way to go. You know, I don't know that Jalen at that time, although I believed in him, I don't know anyone that thought he was going to be the guy that would like be slinging it in a shootout. And then I think last year you saw that he could be that. You saw the Super Bowl. And now I think you, you see that he is that. I mean, he can go drive for drive with anybody in this league. with the way that this team is constructed now. There's no doubt. And the players believe that. He believes that. I think the coaches believe that. And I think the fans finally believe that. And so I don't know where this goes. I don't know if it, it if it ends in a Super Bowl. I hope it does. I think he deserves that, among others. I think the fans deserve that. After the way the Phillies collapsed and the way that the last two years have gone with the Phillies and Eagles with the way they've been let down so much I think a Super Bowl would be would be warranted there's no guarantees but if they stay healthy there's no reason that they won't be right there in that NFC championship game there's no there's no reason they won't they have the the makeup for it. And then, you know, what will that game be like? I don't know. I mean, you look at the NFC. There's four teams that have a chance to be in the NFC championship game. <clears throat> Eagles, Niners, Dallas, and the Lions. Okay? They are the only four teams in the NFC that can come out of the NFC. And I don't I don't know if the Lions could actually come out unless they somehow got home field. That that's it. And there's not really a close second group. There's nobody else in the NFC East. Washington, the Giants stink. NFC North, Bears stink, Packers basically stink. Vikings lost to the Bears last night. There's no one up there. NFC West, Seattle, no way. Cardinals, no way. Rams are okay, but no. NFC South, Saints, no. Falcons, no. Panthers, no. Tampa, no. Okay, so there's four teams. Lions, Eagles, Dallas, Niners. If, if the game's in Philly, they'll have a shot. You look at the AFC, there are maybe less teams that you're scared. You have Baltimore, who we'll see. 
you know, talent-wise, okay, but we'll see what they do. They're going to need home field. You know, we've yet to see what Lamar can, can do in the postseason. He's not been extremely impressive as of yet. We'll see. Chiefs, you're always going to have to be scared of. I don't think the Chiefs are the same Chiefs, but I do think they have a really good defense. They obviously have great coaching, and they have Mahomes and Kelsey. So they're going to be in the mix, and they're going to be a tough out. No more Bengals without Barrow. Jacksonville? Miami? I'm not overly impressed with Jacksonville. Miami, we saw. Yeah, they're talented, but I don't I don't know that I have a lot of belief in Miami. Obviously not the Bills. Six and six. Probably won't even get in unless they get really hot. Chargers, I mean, we see the Chargers. They're not they're not it. Houston, a young, talented team, but you know I don't think they they can't make a run of the Super Bowl. So you're not dealing with a ton of talent here, and you know you could argue who's better, AFC or NFC. You could argue the NFC's better. I mean, I'd take the Eagles and 49ers and Dallas. I think over any three teams in the AFC, head to head, right now. Total package. So they're going to have a chance. Whether they execute and capitalize and everything breaks their way, I don't know, but at least they'll have a chance. Hear that? That's the sound of a walk-off albatross, a two on a par five to win a two-day golf tournament. That shot happened to me. One in 600 million odds. Since then, people call me Albie. Now, I've told this story so often, my friends can't take it. I'm pretty sure my wife, next time I tell her, she's going to leave me. So I decided to start a podcast to tell the entire world about it because it deserves it. It's the craziest shot you've never heard of. And guess what? There's tons more stories like this all around golf. And that's what our podcast is all about. Join me and my fellow degenerates, Pan and Shepard as we dive into them. Insane bets, crazy what-if scenarios, and all the you-had-to-be-there type moments in golf. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Did I tell you about Malbatross? I think um, when you look at this week, this is an interesting matchup, Right? You have the NFC Championship game of last year. San Fran is much different than the Eagles in that they, when they win, they whack you. They're talented all over the field, just like us. I think it's a more even matchup than people think. It's probably a good guess that this could be an NFC Championship rematch. Very possible. They don't like us. We don't like them. They think they got shortchanged last year with Purdy getting hurt. We think we would have beat them anyway. No one will ever know. But this is for them. I mean, really for both. This game is huge. For them, it's extremely huge. 
Because if they lose this game, Eagles are probably very likely the one seed. Barring injury, like I said. If the Niners win, the Eagles could still be the one seed because they would only have two losses. But things would get a little tighter as they go into Dallas. So this game's huge. So San Francisco will be focused. I'm pretty sure the Eagles will be focused. Eagles are a little banged up. What blew my mind was the Niners are a three-point favorite. The Eagles are the first home underdog that's been 10-1 and one by at least three points or more. Underdog, so they're getting three points in the Super Bowl era. So we talked about last week's line. Now Vegas is coming out saying, yeah, Niners are a three-point favorite in Philly. So either it's no respect yet, they think the Niners are better, or what I've thought in the last couple of weeks, which is why I've picked against the Eagles, was are they going to go 16-1? and Where are the losses coming from? You wouldn't think that the Giants or Cardinals would beat them, especially if those games are meaningful, which they probably will be. At least some of them. Seattle at Seattle, you never know. But Seattle to me doesn't look that great. And so there's Dallas. So Vegas might be saying, all right, well, they're not going 16-1. We don't think they're going 15-2. This is a loss on their schedule. It's revenge of the NFC Championship. We like the Niners. Okay. I, I tend to agree. But I've given up on trying to pick against the Eagles because they've just continued to prove me wrong. And I have to imagine that's some bulletin board material for the Eagles. If you are 10-1 and one NFC champs, you're... What is their record with Jalen Hurts in the regular season? 27-2 and in his last 29 games or something bizarre like that? It's like a Georgia record or an Alabama record. So it's a very exciting game. And I think the Eagles could go a long way with, with shutting up any question about if Brock Purdy was in that game. Last year, I'd like to see, you know, they always talk about, well, we haven't put it together yet. There's a lot of things to clean up. Well, this would be the week, right? All three phases of the game, 430, 425, whatever it is, at home. You've heard them chirp for a year. This would be the perfect way to close the door and, and set yourself up for a for a one seed, a buy and home field. So this is what it's all about. So I, I don't know how many more times I can say they're going to lose. I, I think I'm done saying it until they start showing me that, that I'm, that they're going to lose some games and then, and come back to life. But right now they, they don't think they can ever lose no matter what it looks like at halftime, no matter what it looks like going into the fourth quarter. I mean, they were down 10, 
cut it to three, and then went back down 10. And then take a lead and then give it right back. And then tie it and then in overtime give the lead right back. And then go all the way down the field and win. It's just incredible. And you notice when you're good and your culture's good and you have a winning culture. and You notice how things break your way. Like last week you had Valdez, Scantling drops the touchdown. This week to end it in overtime, Gabriel is wide open. Beat Slay, miscommunication on he's going corner end zone. Josh Allen thinks he's breaking in, missed throw, miscommunication. That would have been game. Goes your way. Things, things seem to break for you when you're doing the right things, you have the right culture, and you have the right people in place. So, incredible two weeks coming up. And I think it'll it'll give us a really good assessment of where we stand going into that final four-game stretch with Seattle, the Giants, twice, and the Cardinals. You'll have a really good idea of what you need to do in those four games in order to lock it up, hopefully. And then you start just trying to get there healthy and hopefully have a bye and then look at a first-round home game and NFC Championship home game. So these two, these next two weeks will really, I think, set up what happens for the next two months. And I fully expect them to be in the mix if they're healthy. And getting lane back's important. Getting Cunningham back will be important. They can't they can't afford to have linebackers down. They're not deep there as it is. The other thing is Georgia-Alabama this week. Interesting game. Alabama's a plus five and a half. I think the game's in Atlanta. Interesting game. Alabama wins, pulls a game out of the hat Saturday night against Auburn. No business winning that game. They, they win it on a fourth down play. I think it was fourth and goal. Very similar play to Jalen Hurts to Zacchaeus in the back of the end zone. Rush, Auburn rushes two. He's rolling out, has all day, throws it up in the back of the end zone. Guy gets opened. Don't know why the corner doesn't push him or just pass interference, make them have another play from the one. Instead, they, they win. Um, Alabama wins. Now they're going to play Georgia for the SEC championship. Now, here's where you're going to run into the problem of if Alabama wins and they both have one loss, what happens? Is Georgia not in? I mean, how do you... I almost look at this like it's such a shame because you have four teams. Who's in? Like, Florida State in. I mean, I imagine they'll beat Louisville in the ACC championship. You have Washington, who's... I don't know. They're plus nine and a half against Oregon, which is interesting. You obviously have Oregon. You have... um, I already mentioned Florida State. You have Ohio, you have Michigan. Now you have Ohio State with a loss. You have Michigan. You have Alabama with one loss in Georgia. I, I, in the perfect world, I'd love to see Georgia and Alabama both get in. Because out of every team I just named, I don't think any of them can beat Georgia. 
and I know they've won two years in a row, and I know how hard it is to win three years in a row, but do you actually think Florida State could beat Georgia? Could Michigan? I would like to say yes, but we've seen Michigan lay an egg the last two years when they got in against tougher competition. Last year, they played, was it Kansas State? In the playoff? And got run over. And then the year before, you saw them in the the championship game last year? No, the year before they played, I think... um, Georgia in the playoff game and got steamrolled. So, I don't know if I believe in them. I guess out of everybody besides Alabama, they would have the best chance. I don't believe in Washington or Oregon or Florida State. So, as a fan, selfishly, I'd like to see Bama and Georgia. What I would like to see is Bama beat Georgia, who's won like something like 38 straight regular season games. Ridiculous. And then... Bama and Georgia both have a loss and both get in and then pick and then Michigan and then one of those others. That would be ideal. But my fear is that one of these two, Bama and Georgia, my fear Georgia wins, Bama's probably out, definitely. Bama wins, I think you have more of a chance that they both get in, but my fear is that they would still throw, throw, maybe they throw Georgia out, God forbid. I don't know. That's what makes the four games hard. But that should be fun. I think that's 4 o'clock Saturday. You you have to like Georgia, I think, because they just don't lose. But 5.5 is a lot. I don't think Alabama's scared of them. If anybody could beat them, it probably would be Alabama. But I'd probably, I probably, I think at least I, I expect Georgia to win the game. Will they cover? I don't know. Um, NFL, I'll be honest, I don't have a great feel for any game this week. Like I said, I... San Fran minus the three just screams at me that they're going to win the game. But I'm done picking against the Eagles because it doesn't get me anywhere until they show me they're going to lose. Um, but but if I was if, if I had a bet and you had a gun to my head, I'd probably have San Francisco um, probably on the money line, not laying the line. I think it's 160 just because I, you know, I just keep thinking that the Eagles are not going to win every game. But, I you know, I don't know. You go to the poorhouse fast, I guess, betting against this team. So, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. What about those Sixers, huh? We didn't get to the Sixers. I'll have to set some time and talk Sixers. They're such a... Um, I convulse when I, t- when I talk Sixers. When I think of this team. But they did beat LeBron into a bloody pulp last night, which was great to see. They won by 44, something crazy. Another horrible league, horrible product. But they're at least play the right way now with this new coach. So we'll have to set some time and, and try to talk Sixers. We'll talk Eagles-Dallas. We'll talk uh, NCAA playoff picture. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Thanks.